0: Gem City Sports Network presents GCSN reports. Tonight's show is being brought to you by Profiler Performance Products, by McAfee Heating and Air, any season, anytime, McAfee, by Profiler Inc., by Special Wish Foundation of Dayton and Southwest Ohio, by the USO, and by the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network now here's your host, Doug Brown. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of GCSN Reports. My name is Doug Brown. This past Wednesday, we ended up going out to the racetrack at uh, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway, and we got a chance to talk to a few of the drivers and so forth, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, the uh, Harness Racing at, at Dayton, they go uh, Tuesday through uh, Saturday, and they race at 4 o'clock. They usually have about 14 races, so, you know, if you get off work at 5 o'clock, you could still get out there, maybe, you know, see a few of the races, like 8 or, you know, I think at 5 o'clock, I think they're only in race number 2 or 3, so uh, by the time you get out there, probably, you probably get to see about 10 races in you know, 5 through 14, uh, you can eat out there They've got a great restaurant out there That you can sit there and, and eat And watch races too and If you want to bet, you can You don't have to if you don't want to I'll go out there and I'll sit out there And watch 4, five, six, seven races I'll maybe bet on maybe 1 or 2 And um, I don't take a lot of money out there You don't have to I mean if you take $20 out And that's what I do I take $20 out And once that's gone, it's gone But uh, I try to I try to win as much as I can, of course. But uh, it's a lot of fun to go out there. And like like I said, we talked to uh, several drivers. We talked to Brett Miller, who's won 10,000 races. That's right, 10,000 races. We talked to him how he did it and how many races it took to win 10,000. And he's done it for a long time. And we talked to three young uh, drivers in uh, Austin Hanner's. Uh, Devon and Wyatt Farmer, and how they got started in it. A lot of a lot of the drivers in the entire circuit, they grew up in the barn. They grew up around the horses. They grew up driving. You know, uh, maybe just practicing and you know warming them up and just getting them out to practice and stuff. But now they're able to drive some of these youngins, and uh, they're able to drive now. And they're winning, and that that it really helps out when you win a lot, you know. And then we also talked to Brittany Baker. Brittany is a trainer from Northeast Ohio, and she uh, she she gets these horses. Uh, you know, she's like a she'll claim horses, but she won't train them. But she works them out, and the newer horses that she gets, then she trains them a little bit and uh it uh it it was very interesting to talk to her and then finally we talked to Sam Widger, Sam is a veteran driver who uh has been around quite a few years and he's winning he's winning races not as much as Brett, but he's winning some of the races and uh he'll win maybe two three a night and uh that's one of the that's one of the guys you know. You take a look at you take a look at the odds. You take a look at the driver, and you either bet on them or you don't. You go, you know, you go with the favorite, or you know, look at the look at the odds, or look at the the stats on that, and then go from there. But anyway, we had a chance to talk to these people, and uh, it's a lot of fun going out there to the racetrack and uh, sitting around just watching, just watching the. The trainers and the the drivers—I don't want to—you don't call them jockeys, but you call them drivers. And you watch what they do. You watch how they take care of those horses. Those horses are something else. They're big, they're strong, and uh, you don't want to get in their way. That's for daggone on sure. But I had a chance to talk to them today, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, or I should say Wednesday. It was a lot of fun, and here's my report on GCSN Reports. You're listening to GCSN Reports here on the Gem City Sports Network. Enjoy the show. them on Facebook. Profile and performance,
1: they make power they haven't even used yet. Hey everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see, every moment can be kind of special, but it can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments, it doesn't matter, because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877 4 dad or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Joining us now is the, one of the winningest drivers in harness racing history, Brett Miller, and Brett, 10,000 victories. How, how do you get that many victories?
2: <laughs> uh, a lot of luck. I, I, I've, been, I've been fortunate enough to you know hook up with some really good trainers. Um Drive some really, really good horses, and you know, staying healthy and having some luck has a lot to do with it.
0: Do you know how many races you've raced in to get 10,000?
2: I think it's right around 60,000. I believe
0: (laughs) that's that's a hell of a percentage.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been you know, it's I've been fortunate, I have been fortunate. You know, I've got to drive for some really good stables.
0: Yeah, when you get out there, uh, and you're behind a horse, uh, and do you know if that horse is going to be good that night, or do you, yeah? can you tell if that horse is going to be on or off or whatever?
2: You know, really, about the only thing you can tell is if a horse is a little bit sore. Like, you know, sometimes a horse goes out just a little sore, a little muscle sore, and they might show it when you first go out on the track. And then, you know, then they, they, they always warm up out of it. Um, but that's about the only way, because I've got to drive some really good horses that every once in a while they've thrown in a really... Really bad mile, and it just comes out of nowhere. And you, I mean, if a horse could talk, it, it would be <laughs> awesome because you, you know you, you don't always know what's going on with the horse. Uh,
0: what is the biggest race you, uh, that you've won out of the ten thousand? What's the biggest one?
2: Um, I won a Breeders' Crown, I, I believe, for maybe it was like around maybe seven hundred thousand. Um, but one of my favorite wins for me. It wasn't the biggest purse, but it was when I won the Adios, and that's just because the Adios is, has so much history to it. Where, where's that at? at? It's at the Meadows in, in uh, Pennsylvania.
0: Now, do you, uh, I know you go the circuit here, you go from uh, Dayton to Miami Valley to Sciota. Is there any other racetracks you go to?
2: Yeah, I I slip over to Northfield Park every now and then uh, for sire stakes and actually Hoosier Park. And then I mean, there's been I still I still have went out to race at the Meadowlands or Yonkers. If you know if it's something really good like Charlie May, I've done that also. Yeah, have you ever won the jug? I never won the jug. I, I won the I, a few years ago. I won the elimination and finished second in the jug. That's as close as I've came to winning it.
0: <laughs> but. uh out of those tent uh, when you 're out there on a horse uh, or drive behind a horse and um, and I noticed that sometimes the tail gets that you know gets far back, and sometimes you have to tie it up. What, what would you prefer on that horse, you know, with the tail? Because I know it has to hit you in the face every once in a while.
2: Yeah, there there are some horses that will stick their tail out right in your face, and in that case, I prefer the horse to have a tail tie. Uh, but but there is times where a horse doesn't like having a tail tie. So whatever whatever feels like the horse likes, but yeah, there is times it does. <laughs> they do put it in your face.
0: Uh, one other thing is uh when uh yeah, sometimes you know, I'll be watching on the on the computer the racing and stuff like that, and they'll say trotter or a pacer. What is the difference between a trotter and a pacer?
2: A trotter, trotter is more of a natural gait. It's uh, it's more of a natural gait. It's where when on the right side of their legs go in opposite positions, and a pace, a pace is a man-made gait. A pace is where, say, their right front and their left, and their right hind. Sorry, their right front and their right hind they go in the same direction with each other okay. when a trotter goes opposite.
0: So I'll have to take a look at that when I'm watching races today then.
2: Yes, yes. You're, you'll 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 notice it once you take a better look.
0: Now, when you get at uh, how many you, – you, you drive a lot of different horses every year or every every night, basically. Uh, like tonight you got 14 races. Is that what it is? Um, do you talk to, how do you know about the horses ahead of time? Do you talk to the trainer or, or about, the, about the horse, what to do and what not to do?
2: So so three days before the race, three days before the races, there's a draw. And when the draw comes out, it, it's put on the USTA. And what I do is I get on the USTA on the Internet and look it up, and it shows you all the races that you're in. And then if you, if you have uh, more than one drive in a race... You have to call in the next morning to the judges and pick which horse you want to drive in that race. And for the most part, it's the same horses that, you know, you race every week. So for the most part, it's the same horses and the same people that you drive for quite a bit. So that's how they line you up to drive the horses. And then once you get to driving them, then hopefully you, get a key, hopefully you do good enough to keep driving them. <laughs>
0: now, is there a certain horse that you like to drive, uh, you know, like to be behind or, or not?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. There's, there's, you know, my, my, my wife has a couple of really nice horses. She so has a real nice trotter named Kings County and a trotter named $100 Bill. But one of my favorite horses to drive right now is Charlie May. Charlie May, he's, he's made over $2 million, and he's he's just a great horse.
0: And one other thing I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask everybody this. Uh, you own horses, right? yes how do you come up with a name <laughs> I mean so you see some of the strangest names yeah. out there and they're all different how do you come up with those
2: yeah I mean yeah, I mean a lot of people come up with names just by the breeding of the horse so if, so if the horse's sire or is well said somebody you know people try to come up with a name with well and well or said in the name you know you just kind of try to come up with a name and you send it into the USDA and they approve it if it's never you know if it hasn't been taken but if it is a name it's taken if it's a horse that hasn't raced I believe in eight years you can use that name again oh, okay. so, but you got to get it approved by USDA
0: well Brett uh ten thousand races that's a, that's a lot of wins and and a lot of races you've been in you're in 14 again tonight right
2: yeah yeah hopefully we can get that uh, ten thousand more
0: <laughs> <laughs> how lo- now, how long did it take you to get ten thousand
2: well, I, I'm 50 years old, and I started driving paramutual races when I was 21. So, so it's it's taking me a while. It's taking about, about 30 years.
0: Well, maybe you got 30 more in it. And, yeah. and you, well, you can drive till you're 80, right? Right, right.
2: Hopefully, hopefully, I can get another good 15 years in. Hopefully.
0: Well, Brett, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be back with more right after this. We know that purchasing a new system Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. Joining us now is Austin Hanners, he is a relatively newcomer to Dayton Raceway and Luke, uh, how did you get involved with this uh, uh, thing called racing?
3: It's been a whole family, has been in it uh, all the way back to grandfathers and my father was in it and then ever since him, that's all I wanted to do.
0: How old were you when you got started?
3: Uh, well, I was 16 I started driving but I've been in the barn since I was probably two or three years old before that. Uh,
0: So you know these horses pretty well then when you get behind one of
3: them? Yeah, some of them for sure.
0: (laughs) Do you own any horses or does your family own any horses too?
3: Yeah, I own quite a few parts of quite a few horses.
0: I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Brett. How do you come up with the names on some of these horses?
3: Well, I don't get to get to pick them. I don't really go for the babies, but oh, okay. uh, yeah, I don't really know how people go about it. But there's some good ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. And some of them, I I know uh, Barry up in the booth. He comes across very nicely with all the horses' names, and some of them are just so you know. Right, you look at them; they're all together. There's no spaces in between. But uh, how many races do you race a year?
3: I'd say somewhere roughly between 1200 and 1800 a year
0: Wow that's a lot of races how many have you won do you know
3: yeah I'm not quite sure somewhere <laughs> somewhere above 500 damn that,
0: that's a lot uh, when you get uh, when you get out on the track um, do you know if the, if your horse is going to be good that night or do you think okay uh, it's the middle of the pack or uh, you know might not be in in the best of shape? For that
3: night, you know, you can normally tell off the class they're in and uh, who who trains them. That that plays a big factor. Uh, high percentage barns are better to drive for, especially because they're normally in the right class. Um, so for the most part, you know, if you got a good chance or not a good chance.
0: How do you do? You pick the horses, or do the trainers or owners pick you?
3: Uh, the trainers or owners pick you, and then you might get a choice between a couple, and you get to make your pick. Okay.
0: So. Uh, we're at Dayton Raceway, and uh, how many other tracks do you run in besides Dayton? And I mean, on the circuit here, you got uh, here, you got uh, Miami Valley, and you got Sayota. How, how many other racetracks do you run in?
3: Uh- this year, I'll probably be at all them. Uh, right now, I'm at Saratoga in New York and here. Um, so that's it for now. That keeps me busy enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a long ride to, to uh, Saratoga, too, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's about 10 hours, but I normally fly.
0: OK. So uh, do you look like, right in the middle of everything here to where you're going to get be able to get to all three of these tracks easily?
3: Yeah, I will uh, once I get a place here. I still have a place in Saratoga. That's where I've been based out of. But I'm just in the process. Of move them back so once I get a place then yeah we'll be somewhere in the middle
0: <laughs> okay well um this is a it's a gorgeous day for racing today on the, it's a, a wednesday uh at Saratoga, you run into a lot of snow, don't you? And how do how do they how do they clean off the snow on the track?
3: Yeah, you can you can run into some bad weather there. That's for sure. And uh, they got a pretty good track crew that keeps it pretty good. And uh, we normally don't have to cancel too often there. Do you
0: like a do you like you know on a sloppy track? When you, when you see a sloppy track, it looks like most of these tracks here are you know like pretty solid. Uh, and they say it's sloppy. How do you know? Uh, what's the difference between a good track and a sloppy track?
3: Uh, Normally, a sloppy track, the water just lays on the top of it, and you uh, get a lot of spray. It makes it a lot tougher to see. Where on a firm track, you uh, don't get all that, and you you can see a lot better. Now, like, uh,
0: okay, let me ask you this. Uh, like when I see, uh, I've been to a lot of uh, dirt track races or auto races at, uh, like at Eldora Speedway. Do you have like those tear-offs that uh, that you can use to uh, tear it off when you're in a, when you're in the middle of a race and you just, uh, you know, you start to lose the sight of, of everything?
3: No, you don't get nothing like that. It's <laughs> just you got your one set of glasses and that's it.
0: Do you, are you able to clean them off during the race or not?
3: No, you normally just smear them. If you do that, then you really can't see. <laughs>
0: Austin, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, doing this with me. Uh, it's, uh, I learn a lot every time I come out here, so uh, I want to thank you for uh, coming on and doing this.
3: No problem, anytime, thank you.
0: Austin Hanners will be back with more after this. Profiler Inc., your local source for custom graphics, including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc.
4: Hello, Kubo. What have you got planned for today? Come on, this way.
0: Adventure can be found anywhere, but the best place to start is in the forest. It's
5: the most powerful magic there is.
4: Head outside to discover incredible animals. Wow. And beautiful plants that come together to create an unforgettable adventure.
0: (laughs) So grab your loved ones and explore a world of possibilities. Visit discovertheforest.org to find the closest forest or park to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Joining us right now is another newbie coming here to uh, Dayton Raceway, and Devin Thurps, and uh, Devin... uh Welcome to Dayton. Uh, have you raced here before?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did some qualifying drives here when I was uh, doing my qualifying drives to get my license. And uh, I'm actually from Ohio. and so. Um, but I haven't done a lot of driving here. I drove a little bit here last year when they first opened up and then uh, went to California. But uh, I've been back since they opened, and uh, it's going really good. And, and I'm happy to be home.
0: You went out there where it was warm and it was
4: cold here, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was in Sacramento, though. It's got a lot of rain there. Okay. Canceled a lot, but they say uh, they say the part of California I was in is not really California <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay yeah, because you got different kinds of weather out there yeah, you know? yeah. but um, what made you want to- what made you get started in uh, this horse uh, racing business?
4: Well, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm from Ohio. I'm actually a third generation uh, horseman. And uh, my grandfather uh, started it out. And then uh, my father and his brothers, my uncles, uh, and my brother, cousins. Uh, it's a family thing. We all do it. And uh, that's I was born into it. And uh, I mean, you can ask most of these people here in this paddock, and they'll tell you uh, that somebody in their family does it and that's that's how they do it
0: <laughs> so you've, you've basically grown up around the barn then right
4: oh yeah okay. oh yeah yeah since i was a little boy i've been around horses when did you start driving uh, i started driving um probably uh five years ago okay yeah yeah and I'm, I'm 30 so yeah Right when i was around 25 i started doing uh horses consistently when i was uh 18 and um i kind of just took my time getting into the driving aspect of it because I wanted to learn the training aspect first so I kind of you know broadened uh you know broadened my my knowledge of the sport
0: um is there do you have to have a license to drive uh like a like a driver's license do you have to uh, and how old do you have to be to get one
4: uh yes uh you got to be 18 to drive in a uh, pair mutual races like we uh, got going on tonight and um but you got to have get your qualifying license first or your qualifying and fair's license and compete in a couple qualifiers like we just had mm-hmm. and um fair races and then once you have a certain amount of those and um the judges and the higher ups think that you're safe and ready then they upgrade you to a pair mutual license and um, then you're allowed to drive in races like we have here tonight okay. a lot of steps and there's a written test that you Got to take also, you know. There, there are steps, but really, you know, anybody could do it. You know, there's like Nick, uh, Nikolai Jokic, you know, the NBA MVP. He does it. Uh, one of the UFC wrestlers, he actually competed in a match race with uh, Tim Teichner oh, yeah. up at Yonkers, you know. And uh, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people could do it. Uh, and like, it's not like, like the NBA or the NFL where you know you can't get out there and compete. You know, you can get out here and compete. Or you know, anybody could go to the bar and juggle or any day you know
0: you have fun I, I know you have fun doing it uh, but is there a certain race that you is there a, a big race that you one won or what is, what is your favorite race to, to be in
4: uh, yeah I, I drove a really good horse last year uh, by the name of Tarasi, and um, we were in some stake races down at uh, Lexington Red Mile and we won every leg of the series, and then we won the $100,000 final, and um, one, that was the first $100,000 race I had ever competed in, and um, two, you know, I mean, I won it because my mom was there as the first race she ever came to, you know what I mean, live, and uh, yeah, that was just a just a just the best moment of my entire life, actually, so yeah, that's probably the race for me. Now, how, how many races are you in tonight? Uh, I'm in five tonight. Okay. You're not in the first one, are right? you? I am in the first one. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, you got it.
0: Well, Devin, best of luck to you, and uh, uh, ha- just have fun.
4: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank
0: right. you so much for the time. All right. Devin Tharps, and we'll be back with more after this.
3: Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
0: Joining us now is Wyatt Farmer. He's one of the new uh, new kids on the block here at the uh, Dayton Raceway. And uh, Wyatt, uh, how old were you when you got started? You're, you look awful young.
1: Um, it's pretty much been my family, my whole life. So it's pretty much in the blood. Uh, I grew up in Chicago. My dad had horses at Balmoral Park, and as soon I, I started play, playing hockey when I was like six years old. And then, I went to the barn like every weekend. Went to the racetrack, and then we moved to Ohio. And then, I don't know. It's just in the blood, and paid attention to the other drivers, and it just one of my big interests. And now uh, here I am.
0: <laughs> How many years have you been doing this?
1: Uh, this is my first year driving up here at Mutuals. Oh, really? Yeah. Last year I drove up at the fairs and. Got yeah, my QNF license, and this year I just got my paramutual license. So original. How, how old are you? You just 18, eighteen. Yeah.
0: Well, you're starting out young. How many races have you won so far?
1: Uh, paramutual yeah. wins, I think I have eight or nine, and all together with fairs and paramutuals lifetime, twenty-three, possibly, okay. somewhere around there. So. so,
0: so with the fairs, you just go to different fairs uh, all over the state or all over the country?
1: All over the state of Ohio. There's county fairs and. All, all summer long and the fair's over now it's only during the summer obviously and that's how I got started last year because some fairs there's not many drivers because there's multiple fairs during the day and it's just a good way to get your name out there
0: so have, have you uh is there a certain horse that you like to run with
1: Um or that you've run with a lot that you like my dad has this horse named uh, Mayor McCheese. I mean he's not not the highest priced horse but he's probably my favorite horse to drive I don't know I just get along with him with the best, like feeling it, feeling him through the lines but I don't know, I just get along with him and he has a good personality in the bar. Is he running today? Yeah. Okay. He's in the ninth race. I'll
0: probably be home so I'll bet on Yeah. you <laughs> He's got a good shot. Okay, now, way. when you're out there and you know, with you being so young and everything, do you look at the odds on the board
1: and, um, and say, well, I, my horse is better than that? I mean, I, I do look at the odds. I mean, I try not to, because it kind of gets in my own head. I read the program beforehand, and you have to have, like, uh, plan A and plan B, and you never know what's going to happen when the gates, gate folds. And you just have to have a couple game plans and go from there and work out a trip. to get some money.
0: I've noticed uh, some of the some of the guys, you know, like maybe Brett Miller, who's been in this business a long time, and a lot of wins, of course. Yeah. And uh, I noticed... Is there a certain strategy that you have before the race? Like, like Brett has the horses usually up close to the gate. Right. Do you have that? Do you have him, your horse up close to the gate, or is that a trainer? Uh, does a trainer tell you what, what to do? Uh,
1: my dad, when I first started out, like, tried for him, obviously, he give me some tips on how to drive and one of his my first ever drive he said make sure you're on the gate first and that's his biggest pet peeve if you're off the gate and <laughs> he's not very happy but I tend try to be on the gate first and let the horse I, I just like being on the gate first instead of chasing it you know yeah. what I mean yeah and in my opinion I think I'm a little more aggressive which I mean sometimes you can be a little dumb like I made a few mistakes that over the summer at Sayota but that's part of learning you have to make mistakes and and I just got to be on the gate first. That's big pet peeve for my dad.
0: Now, if your horse goes off stride, and I'm not saying yours will right. or anything like that, but in the past, if your horse goes off stride, do you have to get him out of the
1: way as soon as possible? Or During, during the mile, yeah. Say like you're in the middle of the pack, you, you're going to want to get out of the way as soon as possible and yell as loud as you can so you're not interfering with anybody else. Either go inside the pylons or if from the outside, go to the outside. But more than likely, you're going to have to go inside the pylons just, yeah, watch out. Okay, now when you're
0: uh, when you're coming down the stretch or coming around the third and fourth turn, yep. is there a certain position you want to be in besides first? Mm. I mean, you always want to be in first. Well, of course, yeah. But I mean, is there a drafting,
1: uh, is there a way to draft around another horse?
0: Um,
1: it depends on the horse, to be honest, because you never know how a horse is like, driving in turns, like running in or running out. So it depends what the horse is, how he drives, you know what I mean? Like, say a horse is running out, you're going to want to go to the outside because it's going to be tougher to steer to the inside. But there's a passing lane here. Say so you're sitting in a two-hole, and you can get out to the outside. You're going to, More than likely, more horses like going to the outside instead of inside the passing lane. But it's whatever works out best. And If you have to go inside the passing, that's what you have to do. But, yeah. Well...
0: Well why well, thank you for coming on and doing this. Uh good luck. You got a long you got a long
1: career ahead of you. Yeah, I started pretty early, so I'm mean, thankful for my dad for all the opportunities and for all the trainers that gave me opportunities. I I have one more question. What's your
0: favorite track so far that you've been to? Or do you have one? Um
1: I definitely have one. I mean I like Hoosier a lot, but to drive at probably Probably Dayton, I don't know. This is my first year driving at Dayton, and okay. I've liked it a lot so far. I don't know, I just like the track for some reason. <laughs> but, but definitely Dayton here. All right, well, thank you for coming on. Yep, thank
0: you. We'll be back with more right after this timeout. You're listening to the Gem City Sports Network and GCSN Report.
2: Oh, hi. Right now I'm getting a remarkably heartfelt bear hug from Smokey Bear. Thanks, big guy. Now, if you could let me down... <coughs>
6: See, I made sure there were no low-hanging branches when I set up my campfire. And before we left, I drowned out my campfire, stirred it, drowned it out again, then made sure it was cold. (laughs) Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires.
2: Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only
4: you can prevent wildfires.
2: (laughs)
0: or call them at 937-223-WISH. The Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3, and all funds stay within the local community to support local children. Joining us now is Brittany Baker. She is a trainer, a female trainer here at Dayton Raceway, and, uh, Brittany, how did you get started in uh, being a trainer in, in, uh, harness racing?
5: I'm actually fourth generation. My whole family's been in it. Uh, so my mother, my father, both grandfathers, you know, my <laughs> great, you know, great grandfather, my stepfather, everybody's in it. So, and initially I didn't want to, but I kind of caught the bug about four years ago.
0: <laughs> so, how, uh, You've been around the barn a lot, so you got to learn a lot then, right?
5: Right. Uh, I was pretty much born in a barn, as you (laughs) could say, and my parents tried to keep me away from it, so I actually went to college for a couple years, and I decided that I didn't want that, and I wanted to do the horses, so here I came back to it.
0: When you were in college, did you take courses for being a horse trainer or being a like a veterinarian or something? Actually, no.
5: I went to school to be a teacher, oh. <laughs> uh, but I had moved to Florida and I was working with babies all day long, like the horses. And I was going to college at night. And finally, after two years, I decided that this is what I wanted <laughs> to do, and I wanted to stick with the horses.
0: So, what do you look for uh, in a horse uh, to get to know if that that horse is going to be good enough to be in the races?
5: uh... more like the model of consistency right now i deal with a lot of claimers so horses that put up continuous good miles every week or show getting checks and of course like the overall health of the horse i like to watch them a couple maybe two weeks before i decide to claim them or I actually have a couple owners in my barn right now that breed their own so i do get a lot of horses from them and i kind of don't have a choice they're just kind of like hey you want to take this horse so i'm sure but my claimers i just model of consistency
0: Is there a favorite? Is is this circuit the only circuit that you're on, or do you go to other tracks?
5: Um, Primarily, I race at Dayton. I race up at Northfield quite a bit in Cleveland. Okay. And occasionally, I slide on over to Hoosier Park in Indiana. But I like to stay down this way.
0: Do you live in Dayton, there? Here?
5: No, I actually, my horses and I, we're in Hicksville, Ohio. So it's about two hours away from here, north.
0: Oh, Okay. So around Toledo.
5: It is probably 40 minutes away from Fort Wayne, Indiana, so I'm right near the line. Um, I was down here in Urbana, which is 30 minutes away, and we decided for a change the beginning of this year and kind of in the middle of nowhere, and I like it.
0: (laughs) It's nice and quiet. Yes. I I live in a small town, so I know know what you mean yeah you know, our biggest thing we have is a Wendy's, yes,
5: the other's a McDonald's, and that's about well, and I, it. There.
0: I would say you got a big metropolis you yeah. <laughs> got McDonald's in there <laughs> or I, usually yeah. stay, say, I usually stay say uh, steak and shake but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, who's the best horse that you've had so far?
5: Oh, that's a tough one um gosh, I don't know if I've had. A quote unquote best horse, but I definitely have fa- like a couple favorites. Uh-huh. The very first horse I ever owned and trained myself, uh, his name was Doing the Most. I had him four years ago. We bought him as a $3,000 yearling and he made quite a bit and we actually ended up selling him. So I always, <laughs> I still get a little upset about it, but yeah. that's probably my favorite horse I've had. I can't really pick on a best horse. Maybe when I was still grooming. Um, I had the opportunity to groom horses that, you know, raced on the Grand Circuit. Uh, before, uh, we had actually, my boyfriend and I had the opportunity to train a horse. We claimed out of a race and put her in the juggette that goes in Delaware every year. So that was a big opportunity for us, and it was very gratifying. And her name was Carbon Capture, so she was a good one that I'd say. She's probably the best one.
0: Okay. So um, training a horse when they, when you buy the horse, when you claim the horse, they're pretty much trained, though, right? Do you train them your way, uh, try to break them from what they were?
5: Yes, I, and no. Um, now, if I get horses sent to me from an owner I already have in the barn, from somebody else that trains horses for him, I like to know what they were doing with them so I can see maybe I can improve something or change something. A lot of horses prefer change, and sometimes it will spark them up in a different way. If you train them a certain way, like or differently than the other person did um claimers i actually don't like to train my claimers i think they race week in and week out and i think that's enough you know they get enough jog miles and turnout time that i don't i don't really like to per- train them per se so they do jog and get at field time but they don't train
0: do you uh do you get in touch with the, the drivers uh before a race and let them know that some of the tendencies of the horse uh how how you might drive that horse
5: uh not really i like to leave the driving up to the driver i always tell i actually have a really good relationship with josh sutton right now he's been driving all my horses from miami or probably been to miami valley all the sciota into now um i do use a lot of other guys at other tracks and stuff but josh has been like my consistent driver and i always tell him you know at your discretion Things I do at home might always not not always carry over to the track. They can act completely different in the race. So I always tell them, you know, drive at your discretion. You know what moves to make rather than I do out there.
0: How often do you train, how often are the tra- uh, horses out on the track to, like, practice and stuff? How often do you put them out there?
5: To jog? So yeah. all my horses get the day off after they race. They get turned out. And depending on the horse, now we have some horses that have issues, like tie-up issues that need moved more often. They get one day off. Now, my older horses, they get two days off after they race. They get two days out in the field as a refresh so they can start to feel better. But I jog by minutes, which is different than most people. Most people jog by miles. So all my horses jog 25 minutes a day. Oh, okay. And, um, And they also all get turned out every single day.
0: What, what, now, what do you mean by turning? Out
5: in uh, the pasture with other horses oh, okay. in the grass, so they can run around, you know, just to relax or whatever they please to do.
0: And I noticed uh, when you when the horses out there, they've got some kind of apparatus around their legs. What is that? What is that? The hobbles. Yeah.
5: It's for pacers. Okay. Um, it's their gait. Obviously, trotters where trotting hobbles just up front. Pacers are all four legs, so it keeps them at their gait.
0: What does that mean?
5: So it's just the way that their legs move. Okay. So, it it just keeps them in sync. There's free legged pacers, so there's pacers that don't wear hobbles, which is very it's pretty much rare. But it just makes them so they don't make a break in the race. Basically, okay. it helps them keep their stride. Oh,
0: okay. Well, Brittany, I want to thank you for coming on. I, I learned a lot, and uh, I know you were nervous to do yeah. this. But are you okay now?
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm better now, definitely.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Brittany Baker. Uh, And we'll be back with more after this time out. You're listening to GCSN Reports here on the Gem City Sports Network. Hi, this is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. You do baseball also. And do you know that what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley.
6: I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home.
4: I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just put some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please.
2: I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: Joining us now, is Sam Widger, a veteran driver here at Dayton Raceway. And uh, Sam, how long have you been doing this?
6: Since 1986, I started driving horses. 1983,
0: I've been around horses. Uh, what did you get? Uh, have you been around the horses all your life then? Or you know, like a lot of people are saying, you're we're like a fourth time or fourth generation driver. Uh, how, how long have you been around the horses?
6: No, I didn't know a thing about horses when I graduated high school. If you'd asked me I was doing this, I'd have said you're nuts. I. I I did not know the first thing about horses, I was actually a little intimidated by horses. So how did, how did you get started? You know what? I dropped out of college, and my father was helping build uh, the Midwest horseball up by Quad City Downs. And I just went up there and started helping them and then met a couple trainers, went to work for them, and the rest is history. Now,
0: how many tracks do you
6: run? I know you run here, Miami Valley, and Scioto. Is there any other uh, track that you run? Um, you know, not really. I mean, I'm kind of a homebody, you know, the kids, raising the kids. And, and I'd just soon stay at home, and, and, and it, I think this is the best racing in the country anyway. the Midwest, it's not the, the hustle bustle, it's not a rat race, and uh, the cost of living's better instead of going out east you know, per se. So uh, how close do you live to Dayton then? Well, it depends on where I park my van) <laughs> okay. We're in the process of selling our place right now. Oh, okay. But I live four hours from here. Wow, that's a long drive. Do you stay here overnight then, or do you go? Do you drive four hours back? No, I just go home once a week. Oh, okay. So, uh, what made you want to get into this business?
0: Uh, I know you got into it. What made you want to get into
6: it? I really didn't. There wasn't nothing that made me want to get into it. I wasn't doing nothing, and it just it was uh, it was set before me, and and kind of like God put it in front of me, and then I I just put one foot in front of the next, and and then uh, you know pretty soon I'm driving horses, and and I, I wasn't even good. I mean, I drove horses for 10 years and starved, a couple here and there, and then just by perseverance and keeping my head up and one foot in front of the next, um, I got to where I'm at today, praise God. Now, when you're out there on the track, are there a certain drivers that
0: you were watching when you were younger? Are certain drivers that you were watching that you wanted to follow in his footsteps or just get an idea of what he was doing and you did
6: it? Well, I mean, sure. I mean, I I don't really um, I don't want to follow in anybody's footsteps. Well, yeah. But yeah, yeah. There's good guys that I watched. Um, you know, Tony Morgan, Dave McGee, and back in the day, you know, Bussy and Ronnie Marsh and. And you know, and then the guys coming up through the ranks, Timmy Tietrich, and and so yeah, there was a lot of. You can always learn something uh, from everybody, and and even the guys that are just so so. Uh, and, and that's not my opinion on who's so so or not. I mean, I, I'm just out there to win races. Now, I noticed you've won a lot. You've won a lot because you know, I watch it on the computer a lot.
0: Uh, I noticed you're in every race today here at to the race at Dayton Raceway. Uh, is that Is that a lot of racing to you, or is that normal Do you, do you run in every race normally at a track?
6: I've been fortunate enough to, yes, uh, be in the majority of the races, you know, for the last, you know, 25 or 30 years, so I've gotten a lot of practice. I've had a lot of bad drives, throw them in with the good ones, and uh, so, yeah, I'd rather be doing something than sitting around. If I sit around more than 10 minutes, I just want to fall asleep anyway. I'm an adrenaline junkie. <laughs>
0: well, I'm not going to keep you that long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to fall asleep because you, you might miss your next race.
6: But as uh, long, long as I'm talking. Yeah.
0: You know. <laughs>
6: And I'm not much of a talker unless you ask me something.
0: Now when you're out there on the track, uh, do you know when your horse is ready to go? I mean, you know, like if you're going around, the, like coming around the back stretch on the, uh, getting ready to head around the fourth turn and stuff like that, do you know when to tell those horses to go or what do you do to get those horses to go in a kick?
6: Well, um, yes and no. I mean, a lot of times the horse will tell you himself I, I like to try to listen to the horse and and get you know uh, try to get the strengths out of them and stay away from their weaknesses. Um, you know, uh, and scoring a horse down. Sometimes a race can be won or lost by the way you score a horse down. Whether it be you know loosening them up or keeping them at a low tone. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of instinct and, and listening to that horse and try to get them to tell me what they want me to do for them. Well, Sam, I know you have to
0: get going. So uh,
6: best of luck the rest of the night and uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you very
0: much. It was very nice to meet you, Sam Widger, and we'll be back with more after this time out you're listening to the gcsn reports on the gem city sports network
5: it's me your heart high blood pressure is serious and if you think i'm just gonna keep ticking
6: away you're wrong i can quit whenever i want but i like my job just treat me better maybe we can do some exercise on occasion after all we're in this together don't let your heart quit on you high blood pressure can lead to a stroke heart attack or death get yours to a healthy range before it's too late Find out how at heart.org slash bloodpressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him...
2: even the sky has no limit.
4: There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org.
0: Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, back here on GCSN Reports, I want to thank everybody for tuning in on tonight's show. I want to thank Brett Miller, Austin Hanners, uh, Devin Tharps, Wyatt Farmer, Brittany Baker, and also Sam Widger for allowing us to talk to them on Wednesday. It was a you know, a lot of those guys, they, they only have a few minutes to uh, do anything. And, uh, you know, like, uh, for example, Brett and, uh, let's see, who was it, Sam Widger, they both were in all the races, so it was you know you had the pick and choose like i got a chance to talk to Brett before the before everything got started and uh so that was easy but uh, some of the other guys you know like uh i think devin was in a race uh right before he right before i talked to him or right after i talked to him he had a race white farmer uh austin Handers, they were all in races and sam widger he was in every race uh on Wednesday. So we uh, hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, like I said in the uh, open, I like going out to the racetrack. You don't have to bet if you don't want to. You don't, You can have a good dinner out there at the uh, restaurant that's out there and uh, sit there and watch, watch the horses. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it's a lot of fun just sitting out there. Uh, if it's warm enough, you sit outside. And you sit there and you can hear the uh the drivers yelling at the horses, and you know, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, coming around the fourth turn and down the stretch and stuff like that, and it's really a lot of fun. And uh, the drivers, they'll they'll talk to you if you yell out at them. They'll they'll talk to you as they're driving by. So it's it's a lot of fun going out to uh, Dayton Raceway at Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Um, doesn't cost anything to get in. Um, they got stakes stake races a lot, and they're out there. Every, Monday, uh, every Tuesday through Saturday, with post-time, the first race is at 4 o'clock. And they usually run about 14, 15 races each night. And uh, like I said, you can bet if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, they got uh, concession stands there. They, um, so whatever you want to do. I mean, it's a lot of fun to go out there and, and, and enjoy yourself. They've got climate-controlled uh, uh, grandstands, too. I mean, it's you sit inside. And you watch the races. You can watch uh, races from other uh, other tracks. I mean, you got Northfield, you got uh, uh, Hoosier, Hoosier Park. You got all of them, a lot of them around this area. And uh, you can just go out there and have a good time. And uh, of course, they got the sports book out there. That I haven't been out there yet. But uh, one of these days. Uh, when I can get around a lot easier, I'll be able to do that. So I don't know where it's at inside the uh, sports, or uh, in the in the racino. You know. But anyway, uh, there you have it: the uh, the horses, drivers. Uh, I thought I was going <laughs> to. There was a horse that that came up to me, and uh, you know they were getting ready to walk out, and they stopped. The trainer stopped the horse, and uh, it was like the, the horse was talking to me. It was pretty cool. But uh, the horses, you know, just look in their eyes, and you, you see that they know it's go time. They know they have something to do. They have to be on top of things. It's just They're just like an athlete, and you have to warm them up just like an athlete and so forth. Um, and you hope and pray to God that nothing happens to those horses because they are something else to watch and something else to watch up close. Uh, I want to thank Brett Merkel for allowing me to come out and uh do this, do the interviews with these drivers He set me up with all the drivers um, He said, yeah, this guy will be good This guy's young uh, he, he likes to talk And, uh, you know, so I want to thank Brett for doing that uh, He's one of the head honchos Out there, I, I believe So uh, Like I said, they race out there Tuesday through Saturday and, first, and the post time For race number one is at 4 o'clock And, uh so enjoy yourselves out there if you go out there and uh, just have fun. That's that's what I do. I just have fun. So uh, until next time, this is Doug Brown saying so long, and we'll talk to you down the road. You've been listening to GCSN Reports. Never know what's going never know where we're going to be next, right? We may at the be at the horse track again. We may be at UD or Central State or Wright State, or you never know. So until then, this is Doug Brown saying so long. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Gem City Sports Network. You've been listening to GTSN Reports. Tonight's show has been brought to you by Profile Performance Products. By McAfee, Heating and Air, any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By Special Wish Foundation of Dayton in Southwest Ohio. By the USO. And by the Gem City Sports Network. Your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Join us next time for GCSN Reports.